Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Flowers v. Mississippi, certiorari to the Supreme Court of Mississippi, argued March 20th, 2019, decided June 21st, 2019. Petitioner Curtis Flowers has been tried six separate times for the murder of four employees of a Mississippi furniture store. Flowers is black. Three of the four victims were white. At the first two trials, the state used its preemptory strikes on all of the qualified black prospective jurors. In each case, the jury convicted Flowers and sentenced him to death, but the convictions were later reversed by the Mississippi Supreme Court based on prosecutorial misconduct. At the third trial, the state used all of its 15 preemptory strikes against black prospective jurors, and the jury convicted Flowers and sentenced him to death. The Mississippi Supreme Court reversed again, this time concluding that the state exercised its preemptory strikes on the basis of race in violation of Batson v. Kentucky. Flowers' fourth and fifth trials ended in mistrials. At the fourth, the states exercised 11 preemptory strikes, all against black prospective jurors. No available racial information exists about the prospective jurors in the fifth trial. At the sixth trial, the state exercised six preemptory strikes, five against black prospective jurors, allowing one black juror to be seated. Flowers again raised a Batson claim, but the trial court concluded that the state had offered race-neutral reasons for each of the five preemptory strikes. The jury convicted Flowers and sentenced him to death. The Mississippi Supreme Court affirmed. After this court vacated that judgment and remanded in light of Foster v. Chapman, the Mississippi Supreme Court again upheld Flowers' conviction in a divided 5-4 decision. Justice King dissented on the Batson issue and was joined by two other justices. The Supreme Court held the decision below is reversed and remanded, and uh, Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion of the court. All of the relevant facts and circumstances taken together established that the trial court at Flowers' sixth trial committed clear error in concluding that the state's preemptory strike of black prospective juror Carolyn Wright was not motivated in substantial part by discriminatory intent. Under Batson, once a prima facie case of discrimination has been shown by a defendant, the state must prove race-neutral reasons for its preemptory strikes. The trial judge then must determine whether the prosecutor's stated reasons were the actual reasons, or instead were a pretext for discrimination. The Batson Court rejected four arguments. First, the Batson Court rejected the idea that the defendant must demonstrate a history of racially discriminatory strikes in order to make a claim of race discrimination. Second, the Batson Court rejected the argument that the prosecutor could strike a black juror based on an assumption or a belief that the black juror would favor a black defendant. Third, the Batson Court rejected the argument that race-based preemptories should be permissible because black, white, Asian, and Hispanic defendant jurors, defendants and jurors were all equally subject to race-based discrimination. Fourth, the Batson Court rejected the argument that race-based preemptories are permissible because both the prosecution and the defense could employ them in any individual case and, in essence, balance things out. Four categories of evidence loom large in asserting or in assessing the Batson issue here, 
where the state had a persistent pattern of striking black prospective jurors from Flowers' first through sixth trial. A review of the history of the state's preemptory strikes in Flowers' first four trials strongly supports the conclusion that the state's use of preemptory strikes in Flowers' sixth trial was motivated in substantial part by discriminatory intent. The state tried to strike all 36 black prospective jurors over the course of the first four trials, and the state courts themselves concluded that the state had violated Batson on two separate occasions. The state's relentless determined effort to rid the jury of black individuals strongly suggests that the state wanted to try flowers before a jury with as few black jurors as possible, ideally before an all-white jury. The state's use of preemptory strikes in Flowers' sixth trial followed the same pattern as the first four trials. Disparate questioning can be probative of discriminatory intent. That's uh, Miller L. versus Cockrell. Here, the sp state spent far more time questioning the black prospective jurors than the accepted white jurors. 145 questions asked of five black prospective jurors and 12 questions asked of 11 white seated jurors. The record refutes the state's explanation that it questioned black and white prospective jurors differently only because of differences in the jurors' characteristics. Along with the historical evidence from the earlier trials, as well as the state's striking of five of six black prospective jurors at the sixth trial, the dramatically disparate questioning and investigation of black prospective jurors and white prospective jurors at the sixth trial strongly suggests that the state was motivated in substantial part by a discriminatory intent. Comparing prospective jurors who were struck and not struck can be an important step in determining whether a Batson violation occurred. See Snyder versus Louisiana. Here, Carolyn Wright, a black prospective juror, was struck. The state says in part because she knew several defense witnesses and had worked at Walmart where Flowers' father also worked. But three white prospective jurors also knew many individuals involved in the case, and the state asked them no individual questions about their connections to witnesses. White prospective jurors also had relationships with members of Flowers' family, but the state did not ask them follow-up questions in order to explore the depth of those relationships. The state also incorrectly explained that it exercised a preemptory strike against Wright because she had worked with one of Flowers' sisters and made apparently incorrect statements to justify the strikes of other black prospective jurors. When considered with other evidence, a series of factually inaccurate explanations for striking black prospective jurors can be another clue showing discriminatory intent. The overall context here requires skepticism of the state's strike of Carolyn Wright. The trial court at Flowers' sixth trial committed clear error in concluding that the state's preemptory strike of black prospective juror Carolyn Wright was not motivated in substantial part by discriminatory intent. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Ginsburg, Breyer, Alito, Sotomayor, and Kagan joined. Justice Alito filed a concurring opinion. Justice Thomas filed a dissenting opinion in which Justice Gorsuch joined as to parts one, two, and three. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get all the podcast, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and eight zero. Or 
on Twitter at Court Syllabus.